Hello and welcome back to the NFL Report. I am your host, Jacob Holt. And it is season two of the NFL season for this podcast. We'll be talking about free agency and how the offseason has been so far for a bunch of certain teams. And uh, so far, free agency has been very interesting. And uh, I can't wait to just kind of get into it and, and give you my take on what has been, you know, very key for certain teams. Uh, some of the to- some of the topics that we're going to be going into the- into today is one some notable free agents uh, that have signed with different teams. Uh, also, I'm going to be giving you my NFL draft predictions of all 32 teams, and uh, maybe there's some trades that might happening that I have in there. I don't know. And then my third topic for the di- for today is who has had the best offseason so far. And I will give you some that have not had such good offseasons and that could have improved but did not. So with the first topic, let's get into some notable free agents that signed this year to different teams. Uh, you know, with this with this topic, you know, you cannot not include New England. Uh, New England has signed some, you know, some very, very good talent. Uh, two people that pop up on the top of my head is uh, Gianno Smith from uh, the Tennessee Titans. Tight end had a great years there in Tennessee, uh, as well as uh, Hunter Henry uh, from L- the LA Chargers. Uh, Gianno Smith signed a four-year $50 million deal, as well as Hunter Henry signing a three-year $37.5 million deal, as well as another key notable signing uh, wide receiver Nelson Aguilar signed a two-year, $26 million deal. Now, uh, some of the things that that I think were very interesting so far about this free agency is how cheap some of the contracts were and how how many one-years there were in terms of uh, that uh, aspect of things, just because the league was so low in money. Now, um, again, New England, great signings. Uh, big signings, though, if I had to say off the top of my head, uh, Yannick Nagakwe uh, signing with the Oakland Raiders for a two-year $26 million deal. Uh, the Raiders opted not to keep not to keep Nelson Aguilar and uh, basically beef up their uh, defensive line. And uh, I think for them that was huge uh, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, one of the most weird signings for me, especially on New England side of things, uh, I think is Cam Newton. Uh, Cam Newton re-signed with the Pats for a one-year, $13.6 million deal, uh, with its base value being $5.1, uh, $2 million signing bonus, with $1.5 million guaranteed base salary. Um, you know, I, again, I, I don't think, I, I, if he's not the man for for this system. And, and we kind of saw that with New England last year. Um, it just doesn't fit the Belichick system. And, you know, I think Belichick, you know, after losing Brady and, uh, you know, their system is really based for a pocket passing quarterback. And uh, with Cam Newton, that's just not him. Uh, I think Cam Newton, in my opinion, is, is washed up. Uh, don't get me wrong. Would love to see Cam, uh, do his thing, meaning maybe maybe go to a different team, and maybe that's the problem. Is it's kind of like Sam Darnold, uh, you know, Sam Darnold wasn't going to take the Jets to the promised land, and now seeing Sam Darnold going to Carolina, 
Uh, now Teddy Bridgewater is going to hit the back seat. Uh, again, I don't think I don't think that was the right move for Carolina, even though they they didn't really give up a lot for for uh, Sam Darnold. But uh, again, I just don't see I don't see Sam Darnold leading the Panthers to the promised land. You know, I and uh, another take for the future. I think Christian McCaffrey should leave. Um, you know, after being injured uh, for this year and 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 you know for the first couple games and then and then uh, coming back. I mean, he had a decent year. But just not, you know, a running back isn't going to win you, win you ten games, uh, in in the National Football League. It's just not. You have to have the the certain pieces, um, and I think and I think again, I think Teddy Bridgewater is better than Sam Darnold, but that's a whole different discussion for a different for a different time. Uh, but again, Cam Newton, that was very weird when it came. Uh, came to the Patriots standpoint, don't really think that was a necessary need. I think if you're New England, uh, you should have traded up in the draft and uh, and drafted a QB if you were going to do anything for, for that matter. Uh, but yet, they're going to stick with Cam Newton and try to give him another shot. Uh, but again, I think I think New England it has a guy named Jared Stidham as their backup and uh, who hasn't really gotten a shot yet. And I think that he would be a great fit for for what they what they have over there in New England. Um, but again, notable free agents, Yannick Ngakwe, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith. Uh, another g- key one that was really huge coming into this offseason was um was Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, he did you know, he had a couple offers, uh, one from one from the Kansas City Chiefs, one from Pittsburgh, uh, one from uh, the Jets, and uh, also one from the Ravens. And uh you know, Juju decided to stay on a one-year, eight million dollar deal with a seven million dollar signing bonus uh, to Pittsburgh. Uh, and I think you know the seven million signing bonus is guaranteed, so he cashed out seven million dollars. Uh, I think I think he's going to stay loyal to Pittsburgh through this year. But after this year, I think if they do not have that successful season, I think they'll be done uh, with Juju overall as uh, just as a whole. I, I think they're going to be done. Uh, yeah, no, I think that was probably the key signing, uh, some of the key signings, uh, uh, throughout the NFL and, and, you know, really shaping teams again, I I think new England overall won this, uh, another team that I would say won, uh, this free agency so far has been the New York giants. Uh, I Devonte Booker, good signing from, uh, Las Vegas. Um, I think they, you know, let go of Devontae just because he wanted to test the market. He had a good year, and uh, he ended up cashing out his two-year $6 million deal. And then uh, as well as Kenny Galladay signing a four-year $72 million deal with $40 million of that money guaranteed. Uh, very interesting. Kenny Galladay, uh, kind of happy he got out of Detroit. I don't, uh, again, I don't see Detroit doing anything in the near future. Uh, Jared Goff, though, getting traded to Detroit was very interesting for Matthew Stafford. Uh, I think, you know, Stafford, love Stafford to death, been watching him for a long time. But I, I think he's done too. I think if you're the Rams, why stop with Goff? Uh, I think Goff fit your scheme well and he knew the offense. Uh, I felt like there was a good uh, good uh, mold with him and uh, McVay over there. Now you got to have Stafford. He's got to learn the whole new offense and there's going to be some up and downs. And, and, you know, Stafford's already 34, 33. Um, I don't know. I just don't think, 
I don't think that was good. And, and in my opinion, the Rams won that trade because they got the younger QB. And they also got a first-round pick in 2022. And uh, overall, I think Detroit won that uh, over the uh, over the Rams. I, I truly do believe that. One of another big signing was uh, Green Bay uh, with Aaron Jones uh, re-signing a uh, four-year, $48 million deal. In my opinion, um, I'm not too big on re-signing running backs to big contracts. That's why I think uh, the Raiders, when Josh Jacobs becomes a free agency after his first four years, uh, unless he's just one of the best running backs in the league, uh, I think they're going to let him go. Or, you know, maybe a year or a year after uh, his contract's near done, you let him go or you trade him. Uh, I think I think that's one of the key things uh, with running backs. I think you just kind of got to let them go um, after their four years because I feel like you can always have a good running back, and especially with how the league is now. Um, you know, I, I I just think that you, you really need an 800-yard running back, 700-yard running back that can catch out of the backfield uh, to really succeed just because the league is so pass-heavy now. So now with uh, our topic number two, I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna shift over to the NFL draft because I feel like the NFL draft uh, this is a really good draft. Uh, I really think that this draft can potentially be one of the best drafts ever. Um, I really think that um, th- th- this draft has a couple Hall of Famers potentially, and uh, one of those Hall of Famers I think so far. <laughs> Just by looking at his combine and looking at how he's built, um, is Kyle Pitts. I think Kyle Pitts, tight end out of Florida, uh, is going to be fantastic. Uh, He's going to be awesome to watch uh, where he gets drafted to, uh, wherever he gets drafted to, for that matter. I don't see him leaving the top six at all. Um, But but let's get into the to to my thirty two picks here, uh, from one to thirty two. At number one, uh, I think it's obvious. I think uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one uh, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think there's any other thing to get into with that. Uh, I think the Jags are going to, with Urban Meyer at the helm as the head coach, I think there's no chance that they go Trevor Lawrence. But you know what? I feel like I feel like the, how the Jacksonville Jaguars are, I have a weird feeling, though, that they might shock the world and, and uh, go Justin Fields at one. Uh, just to match up that little combination of of Urban Meyer and Justin Fields, uh, Ohio State. Uh, I don't know though. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Trevor Lawrence though. Uh, so now the number two pick. Now if you're the New York Jets, you let go of Sam Darnold, so you know you got to go quarterback. The one thing that I I have not understand or do not understand is Zach Wilson's got an arm. You know Zach Wilson to me is, is kind of like. That quarterback, you know, hasn't really played any great competition when it comes to college football. Uh, he just—he didn't really play it. You know, he didn't really play at that high level. I played for BYU. Um, but, you know, I'm going to – again, the Jets, I feel like uh, another team that makes very, very, very weird picks. If I were the Jets, I'd go Justin Fields. No doubt in my mind. Justin Fields uh, – it would be the option, but I'm going to, I'm going to go inside the Jets mind here and I'm going to say they take Zach Wilson at number two. Uh, again, I think 
I think the Jets make a wrong decision here and go Zach Wilson. Who knows? Zach Wilson could turn out to be one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. He could be better than Trevor Lawrence. But do I personally think? No. There's no way. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the best quarterback that comes out of this draft. Now at number three, the San Francisco 49ers. They traded up from uh, to Miami's spot at 12. And I think they gave uh I think they gave up a lot. Uh I think they gave up a lot for the number three pick. I believe they gave up um two or three first round picks to move up. Uh and you have Jimmy Garoppolo on that horrible contract. Um I, so I mean the Niners, I don't know what they where they go here. Uh but from what I wrote down and, and what just ultimately makes sense. Again, I think the Niners, this is another pick that I feel like is going to get screwed up. Uh, I have them going Mac Jones. The only reason why I have them going Mac Jones is is because they he's been to every single the, – the, the, the San Francisco 49ers, Shanahan and Lynch, they, they've been at every single one of his pro days. And they've only been to one of Justin Fields. Um, again, I think the Niners screw up here and go Mac Jones over Justin Fields. And again, I don't think that's the right move, but you know, uh, you never know. I just think, I think, uh, people are getting, you know, saying that, oh, he's from Alabama. So he's going to be good. No. Um, I, I think a lot of teams are messing up with, if not drafting Justin Fields. Uh, so I'm going to have the Niners going uh, Mac, Mac Jones at number three. Uh, number four, now the Atlanta Falcons. Now you have Justin Fields and you have Kyle Pitts on the board in the top four. Uh, again, have no idea um, who they should pick here. Uh, according to sources, um, you know, they're saying that the coach wants to win now. And they want to keep Matt Ryan for another two years or so because they think he's got enough uh, gas left in the tank. Um, and then the GM is saying, "Well, let's go Fields if he's on the board, and um, and 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 you know, kind of develop Fields." So I'm gonna say that the GM is right on this one. I think ultimately Atlanta takes Justin Fields. And gets the steal at the steal of the draft at number four. I feel like number four is such a great spot in the draft because I feel like the top players that that people want necessarily are off the board. Uh, and in my opinion, the top three picks, how I predicted it, are not even close to the best players off the board. Um, so I think again, I think you, I think Atlanta goes Justin Fields, and you, and maybe you have him develop. Over under Matt Ryan for a year, and then maybe get rid of Matt Ryan. Uh, so that's my prediction with that. Now, number five, this is a very interesting pick as well. Uh, a lot of people, especially Bengals fans, um, they're saying you go and draft Jamar Chase at fifth at five. You go and draft Chase at five, and that, in my opinion, is very idiotic. If you draft Jamar Chase at five. Okay, who's blocking for Joe Burrow? Tell me that now. Who's blocking for him? The guy from Walmart down the street? 
the guy from CVS, who's blocking for him? He already broke his leg this year. Now, now, now he's going to have a broken neck because his blind side's going to be gone. Uh, again, I feel like the Cincinnati Bengals could ultimately screw up this pick. Um, but my prediction is they're going to go uh, Panay Sewell out of Oregon. I mean, they have to. You get a great blocker, and you have him help out Joe Burrow, and that's the end of story with that. Now, Miami at six. I mean, you got to go. I have what I have them going just because Gasecki, you know, he can kind of be an off and on player. I have them going Kyle Pitts. If, if, if Kyle Pitts is not gone within the top six, expect trades to happen. But Kyle Pitts, cash it in, is going to go to Miami and be with Tua Tagovailoa over there in Miami and number six. Now, number seven, Detroit. They lost their they lost their key, well you know they lost their key wide receiver, uh, and I think I think this ultimately sets up uh, for them why they need to make a big signing or a big not big signing but a big splash in the draft, and I think they go Jamar Chase at seven. Uh, I think I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna I'm, I have a bold prediction. Devonte Smith. And uh, Jalen Waddle are not going to be picked within the top ten, and I'll tell you why. I feel like I feel like Devontae Smith is like a Henry Ruggs. He's very fast. Yes, he won the Heisman. He's very fast. He's got good route running. But again, are you going to pick someone who's smaller? And you know, he's potentially had one of the best quarterbacks to play with him. And one of the best offenses in co- in college football, where Jamar Chase, yes, he had Joe Burrow, but I mean, besides that, look 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 at them this year. I mean, they were they weren't that they LSU was horrible, and he still performed at a high level. So I'm gonna have Jamar Chase going to Detroit. At number eight, uh, I got Rashawn Slater uh, going to Carolina. Uh, again, I think this is just kind of you know one of those things where. They need to go him, uh, and that's pretty point-blank period. It's just best player available for their position, and that's it for that. So number nine, uh, now the quarterbacks are gone. For Denver For Denver to potentially make a move here, uh, if, if this is a, one of those things where I kind of sat and I was doing this mock draft with a couple of my buddies, and I was just saying, man, if there's one team that I can see potentially trading up to that number four pick, it's Denver, and they get Justin Fields. But I'm going to say that they stay at nine, and they go Trey Lance. reason why I say they go Trey Lance is just because, again, best quarterback available in my, in my opinion, and they need to get rid of Drew Locke if they want to succeed in the next uh, near future. So number 10, Patrick Sertain. I had him going to the Cowboys. The Cowboys, I think, need help defensively, especially at that corner position. So there's that for Dallas. Now, 11, uh, I have Micah Parsons going to New York. I think they need a little bit of linebacker help with Leonard Williams there now being re-signed. I think the Giants are going to be a great sleeper team this year. Um, 
Again, Giants, I think Micah Parsons fits perfectly for their scheme and what they want to do. And that New York Giants is going to be another sleep sleeper defense to watch out for this year, I'm telling you. Now, this is when we get into the trades. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna explain this. Philadelphia traded tr- is that it traded up or no not traded up they traded down to twelve. Uh, they traded down yes to twelve uh, uh at from six to twelve and uh, basically got some picks back. I think they got two first round picks uh, as well, and they traded down and uh, now they're at the twelfth pick. Um. I'm going to say Philly makes another trade. And if I was Philly here, I would go corner because they need corner help. Very bad. Or do you go wide receiver? And I think here now, this is where Philly's going to mess up. This is where I think Philly's going to mess up. I have a couple of buddies that they will say that the management for Philadelphia is horrible. And I feel like their drafting lately has been horrible. I mean, look, they could have had Justin Jefferson last year. Instead, they took Jalen Rieger. What did Jalen Rieger do? Does anyone does anyone listening to this podcast know who Jalen Rieger is? I, 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 what do you play out of at TCU? Okay, they could have had Justin Jefferson, and now look at him in Minnesota, a team in the NFC. So not only that, he's in the NFC. And then a year ago, they could have had DK Metcalf, but instead they passed up, and I believe they went like offensive tackle or something. So I'm going to have the Raiders moving up to number 12. They're going to trade uh, with Philly. Um, I'm going to say they have to give up uh, a first. They're first at 16. Uh, I think they have to give up their first at 17, sorry. And um, they give up their first at seventeen, and maybe uh, a second and uh, and a fifth, or may or sorry, not a second. I'll say a, a fourth and a in a in a fifth. I'm gonna say that's that's the ideal, just off the top of my head. Uh, and I say and I say they draft uh, J C Horn at twelve. I have kind of two. It's either J C Horn or 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 Certain, but I have them going J C Horn because I feel like J C Horn has been rising. Uh, so far in this draft, I think he would be a great fit for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and I think, again, Las Vegas needs corner help very bad. Uh, so at 13, so now the Eagles move back. They they move back to 17. And this is where they mess up, I think. So at 13, I have the Chargers taking Jalen Waddle. So that's one wide receiver off the board. Uh, and then at 14, I got the Vikings taking Elijah VT. Uh, again, uh, he has a long name, so I'm not going to write it out. But uh, Elijah VT is going to go to Minnesota. And then at 15, uh, for New England, they draft Devontae Smith. Because Julian Edelman's getting old. Uh, I feel like you want to maybe develop this guy next to Aguilar. So I think they go. I, I think they go Devontae Smith. Now for the Eagles, there's not there's no wide receivers on the board, but I do have them drafting a wide receiver here. So now at 16, I have them. Uh, I have the Cardinals drafting Greg Newsom the second. Now at 17, I have the Eagles uh, getting Rashad Bateman, uh, wide receiver. You know, 
not the best pick for for 17, but they need it because they have no wide receivers anymore. So they need that. 18, I have Jalen Phillips going to Miami. 19, I have Christian Derrishaw, uh, offensive lineman player, going to Washington. I think they need to protect their quarterback. Uh, 20, the Bears. This is another team where I could potentially see them trading up, but I don't think they will. I'm going to go Tevin Jenkins uh, for the Chicago Bears. Uh, now, this one's interesting. I have the Colts actually trading back at 21 uh, to Jacksonville at 25. Uh, I think they trade back a little bit, maybe even later. I don't know. But I have them going to 25 with the Colts because I think the Jacksonville Jaguars see someone they want. Uh, and I have them drafting J- uh, J.O.K., a uh, little nickname for him. Uh, I say he's J.O.K. because he is going to be okay. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars, again, make a wrong decision in a draft by trading up and getting someone who's kind of, eh, he's not going to be that great. At 22, the Titans, I have them drafting Eric Stokes. I think they have. They need, uh, now with Malcolm Butler leaving, like that's not really a, you know, he had one good play. Uh, I think they go cornerback, Eric Stokes. And now at 23, the Jets, I feel like the Jets, they mess up here in the second. I think they pull a Raiders playbook here out of the Raiders playbook. And I have them going Travis Etienne, uh, you know, (laughs) another player that, another running back that goes out of the first round, or just one running back that goes out of the first round. I think he gets. I think he's gonna get drafted before. Um, I think he's gonna. I, I just think he's gonna get drafted before any of the running backs in this draft. At twenty four for Pittsburgh, I got Sammy Sam, Samuel Cosme uh, going to Pittsburgh. Now th- at twenty five, the Colts pick. Uh, I have them going Caleb Farley. I think they get the pick that they want. That is why they traded back. Twenty six, Cleveland. I got them going Quiddy Pay. Uh, 27, Baltimore, I got, I got them going to G's. 28, uh, to the, from the Saints. Now with Marshawn Lattimore, with his, uh, you know, uh, whole thing that's going on with him. Uh, I think they have to go corner here. And I think a guy that's draft stock's been rising. Uh, I'm going to go Asante Samuel Jr. And then at 29, I have the Packers going Terrence Marshall Jr. Uh, and then at 30 for Buffalo, I have them going Jason Away. At 31 for Kansas City, I have them going Liam Eisenberg, offensive tackle. Uh, I think you need to protect Patrick Mahomes, especially with how many offensive linemen pieces that they lost. So I think they, they add him to the squad. And then probably one of the biggest steals of the draft, if he can stay healthy and he's really with a good scheme, I got the Buccaneers at 32 drafting Christian Barrymore. I think Christian Barrymore is a steal of the draft at 32. If he drops to the second, anyone who drafts him is going to is, is, is ultimately will have a great pick at uh, wherever he is in the second round. So that is it for the NFL draft. I will uh, in my next podcast, I will be going over round two. And what I think is going to happen in round two. That's how deep this draft is. Round two is very interesting. He's got a lot of players left. Now for my third and final topic. We're going to be going over 
who has had the best offseason so far? And I have one that's a 50-50. And then we're going to go over some that are not so good at all. So with the first one, I'm going to go with New England. I must have said their team about a thousand times so far. New England has had probably one of the best free agencies ever. And, and ever. They signed Jonu Smith, four years, $50 million. They signed tight end Hunter Henry, three years, 37.5. They signed Matt Judon, four years, $56 million. They signed Jalen Mills, four years, $24 million. They signed my boy Nelson Aguilar, two years, $26 million. They signed wide receiver from the 49ers, Kendrick Bourne, to a three-year, $22.5 million deal. They signed uh, Devon Godchaks, two years. They also traded for Trent Brown from the from the Las Vegas Raiders. They also signed, re-signed defensive end Dietrich Wise Jr. to a four-year deal. They signed D-end Henry Anderson. They re-signed Justin Bethel to a three-year, $6 million deal. They signed a Ted Kairos Center from Miami to a one-year up to $4 million. And then they got back linebacker Kyle Van Noy from Miami, two years, 13.2. And then they re-signed one of the best centers in football, David Andrews, four years, nineteen million. You look at some of the some of these deals; they're fairly expensive on the New England side of things. A lot of a lot of the league, really overall, uh, has been somewhat cheaper. But New England spent big money. For example, Johnny Smith. I think he deserves. I think he honestly deserved a little bit less, but you know, fifty million is good. Hunter Henry, another good tight end if he can stay healthy. $37 million is quite reasonable. Matt Judon, four years, $56 million. Now, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if he's worth that much. If I was the Ravens, I would have gone two years, $26 million and called it a day. Another player where I think they overpaid, Jalen Mills. I mean, okay. I've seen him play with the Eagles. He, he's really not that great. Uh, four years, $24 million. It's a lot of money. Now, an interesting one here that I got to say, this is the last one I'm going to go over for New England. Nelson Aguilar, two years, $26 million. The Raiders got him for one year, $1 million. And with the season that he had with Derek, all of a sudden he's two years, $26 million, just like that. Now, this is where I think Nelson Aguilar, if the Patriots are going corner, or if the Patriots do go or trade up for a quarterback here in this draft, I mean, Nelson's not going to be that great with Cam Newton. You need a quarterback that can sling him the rock. And I feel like the Patriots, if they're really sticking with Cam Newton, I think they overpay for Nelson Aguilar two years, $26 million. That's about $13 million a year. He's dang near almost getting paid more than Julio. I mean, that, that <laughs> that's insane to me. Now, the next team that, uh, that, I, that I have to say that has had another great free agency, and it's going to be very short and sweet, Tampa Bay. They re-signed all 11 starters to, uh, to deals. Um, one of the noble ones, I think they uh, franchise tagged uh, Chris Godwin. Um, so again, he's going to be a free agent potentially next year, but, uh, yeah, no. Uh, and they also, uh, extended Tom Brady. So he'll be around for a little bit longer. The old man lives as they say. So Tampa Bay, that was 
one of my winners for free agency, being able to re-sign all 11. Another big one, in my opinion, is Arizona. Uh, Arizona Cardinals are another great winner in this free agency this year. Uh, they re-signed Marcus Golden, two years, $9 million. They re-signed Kelvin Beecham to a two-year, uh, $4 million deal. They got A.J. Green for a one-year deal. Uh, another good signing, in my opinion. I think he j- j- it's just because he's been with Cincinnati. He hasn't been able to perform. Uh, they traded for center Rodney Hudson, and in my opinion, a surprising shock uh, that the Raiders let him go. But they traded, uh, I think, a third-round pick for Rodney Hudson, which is really solid. And then they signed uh, Lions kicker Matt Prater, as well as they signed J.J. Watt. Uh, a big name, uh, you know, I mean, that's huge for them. Uh, gets them a great pass rush with Chandler Jones, even stronger. So Arizona, another team to look out for in that NFC West uh, and potentially the favorites to win that division. Now I'm going to go over the 50-50 one that I was kind of talking about. And I got the Las Vegas Raiders up here. The reason why I have the Las Vegas Raiders up here is I think they had an int- a very interesting, uh, a very very interesting free agency. I'm gonna go over some of the notable ones. They signed Yannick Ngakwe to a two-year, twenty-six million. So they essentially just flipped Nelly and Yannick Ngakwe. I think that signing is an A plus for what that money and years are worth. We traded Rodney Hudson. I, I, honestly, one of the big, one of my favorite signings for the Las Vegas Raiders is John Brown to a one-year, three point seven five million dollar deal. I think John Brown is a thousand-yard receiver, and I think because Diggs went over to Buffalo, he wasn't able to perform to his full potential. The Raiders re-signed Jay, Zay, Jay, uh, Zay Jones to a one-year bonus uh, kind of thing, one million dollar pay raise. Uh, an, an interesting one here. The Raiders signed running back Kenyon Drake to a two-year, $11 million deal. Uh, again, Kenyon Drake, very good player from for uh, Arizona. Uh, can catch out of the backfield, can kind of do it all. And as John Gruden said, he wants to use Kenyon Drake as the joker, which I think is very awesome to hear from John what he wants to do with Kenyon Drake already. Uh, he has high praise for Kenyon Drake as well. Uh, the Raiders re-signed Jonathan Hankins to a one-year, $3 million deal. Uh, big boy Hank, very good player. Uh, they signed Solomon Thomas, uh, one-year deal. Uh, they re-signed linebacker Nicholas Morrow, one-year, $5 million deal. I think he's that guy coming out of Greenville Community College in Oakland. Uh, I think he's one of those guys that is slowly built up the, on the depth chart. And uh, I can't wait to see him play. Another player that I, I, I want to look out for is Javen White. Uh, he's been on the practice squad for the Raiders this year. He was a, a draft. He was undrafted uh, at a UNLV. Uh, very good talent, I think, in my opinion. And I can't wait to watch what this is of uh, what he does. As well as the Raiders signed Willie Sneed to a one-year, one million dollar contract, kind of like the Nelson Aguilar. See what Sneed can do. Uh, as well as they signed Quentin Williams out of uh, out of Buffalo, a d- good signing. So they built the depth for their defensive line, which I think was key. But I feel like now the Raiders are forgetting about their secondary. I mean, their starting safety right now is Jeff Heath. I mean, even though yes, Jeff Heath did lead the, lead the Raiders in interceptions last year, 
I think with four or five, but again, I mean, you need, you need more depth at that safety and corner position. That's why I have them going certain. I think if the, there was a report out today, uh, by Adam Schefter that uh, Carl Joseph might be reuniting with the Raiders, which would be very, very huge if the Raiders can get him back on a cheap one year, maybe prove me deal. And then, um, and then that's, but if I'm the Raiders, I think you got to go out and get Richard Sherman. I think Richard Sherman ultimately is going to be the guy that the Raiders should go get just to teach these young corners. And then maybe that will change their mind on who the Raiders go. Maybe they go offensive tackle to replace Trent Brown. I don't know. Now, some of the worst free agencies where I just think they overspent on weird players um, are the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, for example, Trey Hendrickson from, from the Saints, four years, $60 million. Okay, yeah, he might have had a good year with the Saints. But is he worth $60 million? In your opinion, anyone who's listening to this, is he better than Yannick Ngakwe? No. Not in a million years. I'm sorry, but he's not. Another one, Awuzie. Okay, three years, twenty-one million. I would say that's a that's a fair deal, actually. That's actually probably one of their best signings in a long time. And then another one that just blows my mind: Mike Hilton from the Pittsburgh Steelers, four years, twenty-four million dollars. Joe Hayden was their best corner. Mike Hilton wasn't even in the discussion. So, four years, $24 million? Four years, $24 million. I, I don't, I, again, I have no idea who the front, who's in the front office at Cincinnati, but they need to get fired. Cincinnati is a laugh, laughing stock. And, they, and they're, they're going to waste Joe Burrow's career. And it's sad to watch. Another team that has just completely fallen fallen apart uh, is the Houston Texans. I mean, they, they're just a travesty in the NFL. I mean, what what they let go of their their man JJ Watt. Very sad, very sad to see him leave Houston. But honestly, glad to see him leave Houston because he doesn't deserve to be at that at that kind of franchise. And then everything that's happening with Deshaun Watson. Um, I'm not going to touch on that, but it's very sad to see what's happening right now in Houston. Just as a franchise, I think they, um, I think they really are messing up, and I think they should really just let go of Deshaun Watson and let him, like, decide where he wants to go, and just kind of get that baggage off off everyone in the NFL. So that is uh, my podcast for for kind of the overview of the off season. I'm going to get into it a little bit more as I move on with newer, with newer content. But uh, no, this was, I think, I think this was very key. I think these are, in my opinion, some of the biggest moves we went over the NFL draft and what I think is going to happen with the first 32 picks in the next podcast. I hope I can get Mitchell Renz on here. If Mitchell Renz listens to this, I need to get him on here because I feel like we'd have some good takes. Uh, he's at the Raiders Report in uh, in Texas. Uh, he does the Las Vegas Raiders Report where he talks about the Raiders and what can potentially happen with them. And I got some interesting takes that I think he would like to listen to. And I think you as 
my viewers would like to listen to as well. Um, so again, I appreciate everything that has been going on in the NFL. I think the NFL is growing. Uh, I can't wait to see people in stadiums now, uh, as these COVID vaccines, uh, get out. But, uh, Again, thank you so much for listening, and uh, everyone have a great night.